the book of Acts chapter 1 from verse 6 the Bible says when they had gathered together they asked him Lord are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel he answered then it is not for you to know the times or seasons that the father has established by his own authority but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth when he had said this as they were looking on he was lifted up and a cloud took him from their sight while they were looking intently at the sky as he was going suddenly two men dressed in white garments stood beside them they said men of Galilee why are you standing there looking at the sky this Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will return in the same way as you have seen him going into heaven then they turned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet which is near Jerusalem as a bad day's journey away praise God let us pray father in the mighty name of Jesus we thank you we bless you we honor you we worship you we enthrone you we glorify your holy name we welcome your presence into our hearts Lord as you help us to do our reflection today about your ascension and today being the feast of the ascension and our lady of fatima we pray that lord you may help us to learn something new about this special feast of the ascension and this special day of our lady of fatima in jesus name we pray with thanksgiving amen so today the church celebrates the feast of the ascension and at the same time the feast of our lady of fatima so it's amazing how these two things would happen the same day jesus ascends into heaven while the disciples watched him and this happened after he said to them to wait for the holy spirit so that they can get power to witness to the ends of the earth just like we have read and then uh, the other most important thing is it was a cloud that took him from their side and they watched him ascend to heaven and when you read the book of first Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 17 the Bible says then we who are alive who are left will be caught up together with him uh, with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air thus we shall always be with the Lord therefore console one another with these words is God so this is another verse that just tells us that one lesson that we learn about the Lord's ascension to heaven is for us to have hope. Because as the Bible records is that he ascended into heaven the same way he will come back. That is what the angels were telling the disciples. And then here the Bible just records that what is going to happen at that time. So the meeting will be in the air apparently as the Bible records in this verse 17. And uh, it says specifically, together with them in the clouds, in the clouds, you know, and the Lord ascends with a cloud. So it is, uh, if he did not ascend, then I don't think we would have hope of him coming back because he would probably would still be here. So his going is actually a sign of hope for us. And then uh, there is the other thing that he said, if he didn't ascend, the Holy Spirit wouldn't come because you know Jesus said that he has to go and then he will ask the Father to send the Holy Spirit in John 14. 
So, as he was talking about the Holy Spirit coming to be the advocate, and he said that he will ask the Father to send the promise, so that means he was just preparing the disciples for his ascending. So in his physical or human presence, uh, that means we have now, we can celebrate now because we have the Holy Spirit with us. We don't need to see the Holy Spirit, but we just need to celebrate the fact that the Holy Spirit is with us. So uh, the fact that we have John chapter 14 means it was a preparation of the ascension of the Lord. And it also means we would have no hope for heaven if he did not ascend. Heaven is where Jesus was glorified. So how would we be able to overcome the sufferings and the struggles of today, of this life, without hoping for a better tomorrow? You know, eternity, to spend eternity with him. And on the other hand is that the Holy Spirit empowers us to witness the good news and the amazing news that a Savior was born to us, that's the good news, was carried our sins to Calvary. So when they killed him, the author of life, he rose again because his destiny was meant to be at the right hand of God the Father. Remember, there was need of someone to open the scroll and he was found worthy. So he had to be there. The position or the throne that was granted to him by the Father was not just for him, but for our sake he was made king, the king of kings. So this means he becomes very exceptional in what he does. When he deals with us, he does so with love, compassion, and full of mercy because he doesn't know any other way. He is full of compassion, he is full of love, he is full of mercy. So that's how he distinguishes his kingship and his kingdom from any other kingdom. Do we believe enough to be on the receiving end? and to openly allow him to do what he does best? Has he been introduced to you? Or do we sometimes feel like we need another in-depth introduction of who he really is? So we, you see, either we keep questioning every event or happening in our lives or simply reflect the truth of who he is, knowing or unknowingly. Well, that is why we have Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So that's what we have to keep doing. We need to have him to be reintroduced to us each day and through every situation in our lives. This is how he gets to reveal to us who he really is and the connection of who he is to our life situations he becomes that which we need, according to Psalms 46, verse 2. The Lord is our refuge, our present help at every time of need. And this is how, because he said in Matthew 28, 20, I am with you always until the end of age. So he, he remains to be God with us, Emmanuel. And then uh, it's also a feast of Our Lady of Fatima. So this happens to be the day which I don't think is a coincidence because I believe times and seasons belong to God and he designs everything according to his own power and majesty. So this was the day that Mother Mary reveals to the world the reality of the fact that she's still doing what the Lord spoke at the cross before he died 
when he said, Woman, behold your son. She comes and appears to children in Fatima. And the core of her message was that Russia would need to be consecrated to her Immaculate Heart. Otherwise, the effects of what was going to happen was going to affect the whole world. And it was consecrated and the Lord granted victory when in obedience it was done according to what she said. So this reminds us that when the Lord gives a mandate or a command, our willingness and obedience to do it brings forth victory. It is funny that she appeared to children in Fatima instead of Russia itself, which is not in Russia. However, it is a reminder that each one of us has been created for a specific assignment and we are all called to pray for others, not just ourselves. You know, because she asked the children, the first the message that she gave was that we have to pray. And the consecration, or rather the offerings of the first Saturdays to pray. So the whole world united with the consecration, you know, brought forth the victory. The Lord answered this prayer. Because she gave direction, but the Lord answered. However, Jesus himself gave a promise when he said to Sister Lucia in 1936 that he wills the consecration to Mary's heart because he said, I quote, I want my whole church to acknowledge that consecration as a triumph of the Immaculate Heart beside the devotion of my Sacred Heart. So this is a message that Jesus gave. And today, as you consecrate yourself to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and today as you did your consecration to the Immaculate Heart and to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, you're just reminded that these two hearts cannot be separated. The heart of a mother and son cannot be separated. It is not within the human power to separate because it is God's design. And I believe for a mother of God, the mother of God, Mother Mary, then it must be more deeper than we can ever understand or imagine. And on the other hand is that when we consecrate ourselves to the sacred heart of Jesus through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, then we are united with these two hearts that cannot be separated. And it also means that today being a very special day with two feasts happening at the same time of mother and son, the grace to intercede with Mother Mary for the whole world has been bestowed upon you and released as you celebrate this feast because it was designed by God. Remember, she's still a handmaid of the Lord. And as the Lord ascends to heaven, today being the feast of the ascension of the Lord to heaven, he also left a mandate to the disciples. He said, do not leave Jerusalem fast. Wait for the power of the Holy Spirit. And how do they wait? Through prayer. So you see, it's a message of prayer from mother and son. So they were told to fast pray and they had to go to the upper room with Mother Mary, all the disciples with Mother Mary. And they spent time praying there. And after the prayers, then they received, the Pentecost came and they received the power of the Holy Spirit. And we know now after that what happened. 
all the miracles that they were doing and the preaching of the word without fear, with courage and everything. So they were able to witness to Jesus after prayer. And the core of everything, the, the, the central uh, part of everything is prayer. This is how we connect ourselves to God. This is what we know uh, the mother of Jesus did and she has always done. She has been called the Mediatrix and she will always be. And as we have taken this new journey, I pray that the Lord will help us to devote ourselves to prayer. And as we go on with this devotion to pray, to pray not just for us or for our families, but for the whole world, that the Lord may increase his grace upon you and upon your families, to bless you, to protect you, to guard you, to guide you, to strengthen you at every situation of your life. Congratulations once again for your consecration. So God bless you and have a wonderful journey because this is a new journey that is going to begin. It did not end with the consecration. That was just the end of the retreat. But this means a new journey has been established. It means a new journey has been established. Not just a journey to know who Mother Mary is or a journey with Mother Mary, but it is a journey to be drawn to the sacred heart of Jesus. It is a new journey that you are going to start experiencing to know the Lord more. Because now I believe this is the desire of Mother Mary. You know, she became a tabernacle. She became a walking tabernacle. And God designed her to be a walking tabernacle. So once you do the consecration, then that is what you have offered yourself to, to become a walking tabernacle of the Lord. And if we offer ourselves to God sincerely, then he answers that prayer because he desires to be in us, to help us, to be part of us. We are his creation. And the only one thing that he does best is love. And the only one thing that he has always done is to love, to love, and to love, to pour out his love upon us, to create us out of love. And he wants us to be with him in love. God is love. So he will pour out his love upon your life as you seek him. And then this is the love that is going to draw you closer to him. And we shall pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I want to thank you. I honor you. I praise you and I worship you. Thank you, Jesus, for the listener of this podcast and especially those who have been taking the journey to the road to consecration to your sacred heart through the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Lord, I pray that you may fill them with that love that surpasses all human understanding, a love that will draw their hearts to you, a love that will melt their hearts for you, a love that will desire to seek you more than anything, to live for you, to serve you, and to become a walking tabernacle like your mother, our mother Mary, to become that tabernacle that you want to dwell in. Lord Jesus, there is nothing that is impossible in your name. And in the words of Mother Mary, she said that for nothing shall be impossible for God. Right now, I declare that in accordance with your word, Lord, I believe that your word is life. Your life-giving presence is in your word. And there will be nothing that will be impossible for you. So whoever has offered themselves, Lord, I pray that you may give them an experience of a lifetime. That you may give them an experience of your presence in a special way. On this feast day, in Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving. Amen.